This is a download from MFR. The Cali Thistle Fan Zone on MFR with Ian Ald. Hello and welcome to the Cali Thistle Fan Zone on MFR. News and views from the Caledonian Stadium by the fans, for the fans. And I've got three fans alongside me, Jack Davis, Davey Balfour and Don Johnston. On the show today, we'll look ahead to this weekend's game with Hibernian. We'll talk manager and possibly player of the month. But what uh, better way to start by looking back at last weekend's Highland Derby. As always, let's start with the guys here, the fans, the guys who witnessed the game and felt every single emotion of that afternoon. What a crazy afternoon it was. Davey, I'll start first of all uh, with you. You enjoyed that last-minute equaliser, which felt like a winner. I thought I was actually going to propel myself actually through the roof, um, which, given the size of the stands at uh, 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 the Global Energy Arena, it wouldn't have been that difficult. But, um, yeah... Uh, it was it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You couldn't have scripted that one. But I think what I said at the time was that I think that last two goals and and an injury time were what lifted it from being a good game to a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it really did have absolutely everything and couldn't. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, you couldn't script it. I mean, a goal scored by Richie Foran's nose. Um, you had again that one at the end. It could have been Richie, could have been Philip Roberts. Who knows? Um, it was uh, and, and possibly one of the best goals I've seen in a long, long time by uh, our version of Lionel Messi at the moment, uh, by Billy McKay. Uh, I thought you were going to refer to Rocco Quinn there for a second, had to keep you in check. <laughs> no, Rocco Quinn looks it more It was like, a good goal, but... Yeah, Rocco McKay's Quinn looks more like uh, Ruud van Nistelrooy, um, most definitely. He has the same chin, check it out. <laughs> uh, Jack, uh, you enjoyed that one as well. You were in the, the press box, obviously, reporting uh, for the club's media, but... Uh, well, you predicted the Celtic result last week. I don't think any of us sitting here would have predicted a, a three-all draw and a stoppage time. I was going to say winner. It felt like a winner equaliser. I thought when you asked me last week my prediction, I thought three-three uh, possibly. But no, nah, I went for. No, I was. I think I did come across as very overconfident last week. Which, to be honest, deep inside, I really wasn't. I was confident, but uh, looking back on the game, it was. Uh, we know we're, well, we never would have deserved to have lost if that would have come about and I think the um, well me and Davy were in Dingwall walking walking around in the morning and there were quite a nice bunch of people <coughs> the people at Dingwall very welcoming which was all good and had some friendly banter with them and I think that was it's a friendly rivalry we've got so a, a draw was I think a fair result in the end yeah, long may that uh, friendly banter continue, yeah. Don. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the performance uh, because for me, Cali Thistle pretty much dominated the, the first half. Second half, as expected, Ross County would come out, but Cali Thistle pretty much you know weathered the, the storm and and took everything that Ross County threw at them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, if you if on we were rightly a goal up at half time, um, maybe could have been another goal up um, and yeah as you say we dominated the first half and we were talking at half time um, and I was saying that 
you know, Ross County were going to have to come out and come at us in the second half. They had, they had no option. They were a goal down. It was a cup match. And uh, and that's what they did. They came out fast in the second half. They pinned our midfield back. Um, got them, deservedly got themselves back into the game. Um, you know, and then, you know, from there on, it was, it was, it was good quality derby football, you know. And credit also to the referee, you know, um, who let the game flow. I mean, there was some big challenges going in from both sides you know um, but nothing nothing nasty nothing horrible and he, and he let the game flow and that added that, added to, that adds to the derby games um, yeah it was absolutely fantastic game of football 2-2 um, after 90 minutes and you're thinking okay we'll take them home and then they score and you're oh god you're like hiding under the desk especially with us being in the, the press area and among the home fans and then um, yeah, that last minute equaliser, which you know, totally felt like a winner. Um, and you know, Ross County must be feeling like they lost that game. And mm-hmm. you know, we came away from it feeling like we won it. You know, even though it was a draw. Um, but had the goals gone the other way around, then that would have been reversed. You know, we we probably would have been feeling like we lost it, and they would have been feeling like they won it. Um, and it had everything you can ask for from a derby game and more. You know, it was fantastic. You mentioned the referee there, Craig Thompson. I I felt like a great game. And I did predict before the game to some people that I know I felt there'd be a red card. I thought that you know emotions would get you know carried away and there might be a red card. Things were spicing up, especially after the, the first one. But Craig Thompson had a, a great game. He is the referee for the replay. The second goal, there was a kind of an offside shout. Um, a lot of Ross County fans are complaining about that. But also in the build-up to it, you know, I think there was, what, two, three crunching tackles. Yeah. Um, and on players, both Cali Thistle and Ross County, but Thompson gave it, you know, he, he played on, and I think you have to give, give credit to him for that. It looked, it did look, the build-up to the, the goal did look a bit like dodgems. Um, <laughs> there were people smashing into each other, but he did let both sides go, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think hand on heart, and I'd love to think otherwise, I think Richard Foran probably was a wee bit offside. Um, but not by much, because Russ totally actually had a hold of him. So it was either a, he was going to score from an offside position or it was a penalty and a red card. And I'm pretty sure everybody would have settled on the, the, the goal because it, it kept parity. And, uh, but strangely in that game, I thought I thought what really influenced that game, strangely for the Highlands in winter, was the sun. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and in the first half when we played the ball on the ground, it maybe didn't make as much difference as it did in the second half when we were looking into the sun. Um, and getting a lot of high balls down the the, the, the channels from county. I mean, I think uh, a lot of the guys found that really, really difficult to, to, to deal with. And I'm pretty sure it was um, Antonio Reguero didn't actually see the ball that deflected off Dave Raven for their, uh, I think, second goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never saw it until, uh, until it was in the back of the net because he was looking at what was effectively a blast furnace at the time. So he was never going to make that out. That, that, that really did it for me. But you're right about Craig Thompson. I'm glad he's ref for the for the... Uh, the the second leg, um, but but yeah, some good good tackles, good uh, a proper a proper man's game of football, just what you want for a derby. Jack, the momentum is that with Cali Thistle now having got that edge by scoring late on. I mean, it does feel like a, a defeat for Ross County. They did admit that, you know, they felt like a it was a defeat uh, on Saturday for them. So does that then give Cali Thistle that uh, that edge coming into the replay? Well, if you saw Derek Alden's face after that third goal, which I think I haven't actually stopped 
replaying that sort of 30 second clip of Foran's goal when it goes to Derek Adams' sort of gutted bonds really after that and but yeah the the momentum is is well with us and I think that was a it was a massive massive goal for us and it was it was vital that we don't let County take the initiative in this season and we keep above them just for bragging rights really that's what I'm going for Cali Thistle have oh, I see the edge in the derbies this season they've won one Again, it feels like a victory in the in the in the Scottish Cup tie. You know that uh, psychologically has uh, an advantage. You know, do Cali Thistle have the edge over Ross County in these kind of games? I think um, you know I, I was quite cocky almost going into the <laughs> to the game on Saturday, and I predicted a three nothing, uh, and you got a three three. You know, so um, and we talked about form book, and we talked about who has advantage, and you know, if the game is set at two two, then you know I would have been saying it was honours even going into the replay um, from the way the game had gone Um, but yeah you know you've got to think that the way the game finished out and as grasping the last the last second dying second equaliser and coming away the happier team um, we we, you know we've got we've got what another week until the game so you know all those emotions of that one you know will have, have come and gone but the memories of the game will come back next Tuesday when we step out on the park again, and we'll go out with happier memories and a happier psyche. So you you got to think that gives you an edge, you know. But again, Ross County will be keen to, you know, for a wee bit of, a wee bit of revenge, and you know, yeah, from the first derby game in the in the league, and now you know having the win in the Scottish Cup grasped away from them in the dying seconds, and you know there was some claiming even that our third goal there was if Philip Roberts got a touch on it then. Then he was offside. Um, I've not seen a clean camera angle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Roberts is claiming he got it, um, so I don't know. Um, so Ross County will be feeling a bit hard done by. They'll they'll be out to prove a point. So yeah, I, I think probably honours even. You know, th- this this weekend's results will come into play and in how how the teams form this weekend. But as things stand, I think you know mentally, I think yeah, th- there's probably pluses and minuses, and they'll probably balance out. Going the next next one. The fourth round draw was made, of course, on Monday. It's an away trip for the winners, away to Kamarnik. Your thoughts on that, Davy? Uh, another forty-two minute rendition of uh, Jimmy says I to the Killy Pie. That'll, that'll, <laughs> that'll do me. Um, uh, great place to go. Um, lovely ground to play football. Kamarnik blow hot and cold. Um, you'd have to think that our chances of progression were. We're, we're pretty good really um, if we can get through the replay but it is only half time in, in, in the, the Ross County saga we, we've gone into half time effectively the happier team but we've got to sustain that as Don says in the second half and if, if we don't um, we won't be going anywhere um, and Ayrshire will be um, uh, for, for county fans which is fine um, but we'd, we, I think we're going to have to put in a real shift in the second game and make sure that happens, that we get down there. Jack, I heard our good friend Kenny Shields uh, a few days ago, uh, or after the, the draw, uh, talk about how happy he was to get either Ross County or Cali Thistle at home because I think Kamarnik are due up to Inverness a couple of weeks before that. Um, and he doesn't like the A9, our friend Kenny. 
Um, what, what does he like, Kenny Shields? But then Ross County and Kelly Thistle have got another tr- journey to, to Rugby Park, so he doesn't see again well, where Highland fans are coming from. Well, on the flip side for us, it's almost the the way we've been playing this season. It's almost more. It's better for us to be playing away from home. We almost seems to be better on our travels. So, but it's a bit of a sort of meh feeling towards the cup draw because obviously there's still got the replay still doing well in the league so and it just seems so long away that I don't know, it's not really sunk in as uh, my <coughs> well real feelings towards it but it's I don't know if Terry's sort of if we did get through would he think about a rotated squad I suppose how small our team is he couldn't really make mm. too many changes but where uh, I think it's only us and Celtic who really are in for a possible treble, which is slightly overambitious for us this season. Aye, but you've got to aim big. But League Cup semi final against Hearts, which should be a should be a good game. Should I be. Won't say none. <laughs> of course, Hearts were knocked out of the Scottish Cup. They could not be knocked out of the League Cup at the same venue. <laughs> but we'll wait until January to to see the outcome. Of that one, uh, Don. Again, I never thought of that. As Jack mentioned, the treble is still on. I mean, I know that if I put that to Terry um, on Thursday, he will yeah. give me a, a sore ear, you know. Um, but uh, it's it's good. It's you know why not? Let's talk about a treble. Why not? Why not? Indeed, you know, um, stranger things have happened. Stranger mm-hmm. things are happening this season, all over the league, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that's what the fans are there for. The fans are there to dream. And so long as Terry and the players keep their feet on the ground and keep doing the job, and the fans can keep dreaming, then who knows when, how long, how far, and how long that dream can go? Yeah. Why not? Exactly. Aim big, aim high, as they say. Dreams are possible. It's not that high when you consider that on Saturday when you, we play Hibs on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, a win in that game will take us up to second spot in the league. As Jack says, um, there are only two things they can realistically do, it and we're one of them, which is crazy, <laughs> absolutely crazy. Um, and uh, name dropping here, but it's something I mentioned to, to Neil Simpson in the pub, uh, to, to Neil Cooper in the pub when I saw him on on Sunday. <laughs> it went down well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did mention Hibernian next on Saturday. That's the game we'll look ahead to now. Um, again, you know the big games have been coming thick and fast for Cali Thistle, but. Jack, they've handled Celtic, Aberdeen, a Highland Derby as well. You know, another big game in Hibs. Did the team look like they're up for it? Uh, yeah, I think Hibs will be missing Lee Griffiths. I think so. So they'll be. I think they'll be still on a high after the Hearts game. But I, I actually think it'll be a draw on Saturday. I think it's always a tight game when Hibs come up here. And actually, we used to we were unbeaten against them for quite a while and. Recently, they've come up here with stronger performances, but I think it'll be another tight game. And to think we could go second in the league coming into December is quite a an amazing feat for well this season, considering our sort of feelings at the start of it as well. Don Jack rightly said that Hibs used to have a a rank rotten yeah. record in the Highlands. Um, they did win twice last season there was three games one towards the end of the season Cali Thistle won but there was a 3-2 game and Gary O'Connor scored a a late winner at the start of last season I think one of the worst Hibs teams since I can remember and they managed to to end that that, uh, long and beaten run so they kind of have good feelings about coming up the road 
Yeah, they're, they're, definitely they will. You know, that was a big game for 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 them on on Saturday there and hey Sunday, and uh, yeah, they'll be they'll be buzzing. You know, from that. But there was it was a another hard played game. You know, they've taken a few knocks. There's a few bumps and. They were, you know, there was a fast pace. You know, the game was, you know, they would take a lot out of them. So, you know, the the hopefully will be the fresher. The you know, the two teams have an extra day. You know, yeah. essentially. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can be the fresher team going into it. Um, yeah, the, the, you know, until last season, the Hibs was never a, hunt, a happy hunting ground. Uh, Talakaldoni Stadium was never a happy hunting ground for Hibs. Yeah. Um, and we've got to get back to that. We've just got to go in and. Um, you know we're sitting, we're sitting, top third of the league. You know, um, top half of the league, and so every game's a big game. You know because you want to stay there. So, you know, it didn't it'd be a big game for us. You know if it was Dundee, um, on Saturday. So yeah, everything's a big game when you're when you're flying high because you just never know when somebody's going to give you a wee dunt and you're back down in the mix. Especially with the league being so tight, you can you know, a couple of games don't go your way, you're back down there. You know, tenth, eleventh quite easily so every game's a big game and not just for us but for, for a lot of the teams in the league mm-hmm. every game's a big game just now because it's so tight and it can so easily swing and turn on its head so you know we've just got to keep our feet in the ground we've got to you know continue believing in, in, the, in the team we've got to continue believing in themselves and just go out and do what they know they can do Yeah the Hibs uh, players and management staff and supporters were on a high on Sunday night you think they'd won the Scottish Cup on Sunday but no, they didn't. They haven't won it since 1902 as well. Just thought I'd get that in there. It's all a fact for you. Keep that. Uh, Davey, um, they are on a high. Cali Thistle can bring them back down to earth, as they say. I think Jack mentioned there without Lee Griffiths as well. Someone who makes them tick. I mean, he's scored a lot of their goals this season and, and it's kind of spearheads that attack. Without Lee Griffiths, they're not the same kind of outfit. They're more a kind of hard, kind of difficult to break down. They don't have that, that attacking flair. So that might be a good thing for Cali Thistle on Saturday. That's one of the points I was just a way to make actually is that without Lee Griffiths they, they don't look terribly effective. I mean, I, I don't know how they won that game on, on, on Sunday to be honest with you. Um, I, I thought both sides were, were pretty average mm-hmm. um, but they didn't create um, didn't create much at all in fact. Um, their goal came from a more outrageous one than you would ever have seen at Dingwall for instance. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think we're hitting them at a good time here. Um it's a good time to be taking them for a for for second spot in the league. It's a good time to be to be looking, at, especially with the personnel that they they, as I said, they possibly got missing. Um, we've got a guy up front who can't stop scoring goals. Hey, given that my predictions, however, have all been wrong up to now, <laughs> um, I'd caution that one slightly. But but I'm very hopeful actually about a, a, a good result this weekend for us. Yeah, the home form has kind of been good this season as well. You know, apparently the. The Motherwell and the Celtic game, you know, it's been pretty good on home soil, Don. Yeah, I think it's, it's been solid. You mm-hmm. know, solid home performance, and you know, um, and we've been showing a bit of flair on the road. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we can turn out a good, solid performance, anything other than the type of performance we turned out against Motherwell, um, yeah, you know, you you got to fancy your chances against this this Hibs team, you know, <clears throat> um, missing a couple of missing a couple of key players. Um, you know, and that's you know, just talking about missing key players, that's one thing, one problem we haven't had this season. You know, our injury record's been good, touch wood. Um, but even when yes. we have had to change players, um, it doesn't seem to have upset the, the, the squad too much or the performances too much, you know. So um it's good to have a team where we're not relying on, 
on one or two players and when everybody's pulling together and doing their bit. And that's I think that's our one of our biggest pluses this season. Yeah, Ross Draper come back into the, the starting eleven uh, last weekend and Dingwall he come off the bench of course at Putaudry as well and, and Jack he's a, a real big player. He, he missed it the last couple of games but you know it's good to see him back and alongside Owen. No, that's a very good deal. Commanded the midfield against Ross County, but that's saying we still have so many players to come back from injury, and it's mm-hmm. like where do they come back in? And I think it's the thing we had last season where when you were looking at the team sheets and you saw the bench, and we're thinking, oh, we're looking a bit short here of quality. And I think like when you look at the team this season, any player can come off the bench, and you think they'll they can do a job. And I think Teddy has finally got the squad he actually has wanted for the last three years, and. We have got a luck this season with no not many injuries and fewer suspensions, which shows the shows on the pitch. And I think long may that continue. Yeah, and of course, let's not forget it's a, a squad who are still without Chris Hogg, Simon King, Ryan Essence just come back, Nick Ross as well in there as well. So you know there's there's still guys to come in, and who knows, might Terry Butcher add in the in the January window. No, I don't think he needs to, unless we lose anybody. Aye. It's a possibility of that as well, you know, because that's always the the downside of when you're you're having a successful season, isn't it? Because then clubs start to look at your players and go, "He's all right." I think the ones that you'd have to be really, really concerned about losing at all would be Billy McKay, mm-hmm. because he's really catching the eye at the moment, and Andrew Shinney. Um, I suspect that if you rolled up at Tulla Caledonian Stadium and inquired about any of the two of them, that Terry would probably throw you in the river. Um, he's not going to be keen about losing these guys in January at all. Um, and I think that's that's an expectation that the fans would rightly have as well, is that we keep this side together and actually see what we can do. I think we're on the cusp of doing something special. I've been saying that for a long time. I think we're on the cusp of doing something quite special this season, but we need to keep that, that team together. They'll still have a value in summertime. They'll still be able to move on um, if, if that's what people want to do. And that is the way that, that, that we're going to have to work. Um, but certainly keep it together until summertime and see what we can actually do. I think the most frustration thing, frustrating thing is, though, is when you get players who are nearing the end of their, their contracts and they aren't signing as a supporter. You want to see them sign, but you know Terry and, and Morris and, and Kenny behind the scenes are desperate to tie the likes of Andrew Shinney down he, he's someone who could you know uh, be of interest of clubs down south as well and they might be able to get him on a free uh, one of these pre-contract yeah. uh, agreements um, well yeah as you say I mean Andrew Billy Mackay you know if somebody wants him they're going to have to pay he's still got 18 mm-hmm. months in his contract I believe so um, if somebody wants him they're going to have to come in with big money because Terry's not going to let them go e- easy Um and I think, you know, and the club are good. The club would back Terry in that, um, you know, even if we ended up losing a bit of cash in the long run. You know, because everybody can see this team special. Everybody wants to keep this team together. So um, if anybody's going to be tempting players away from us in January, they're going to have to be coming in with big money. And nobody in Scotland's going to be doing that. So it's going to have to be somebody south of the border. And the same as Andrew, Andrew Shinney. Um, he's another one, you know, he's, he's not got long left on his contract. But... He's been the Rangers. He's seen what can happen if you mm-hmm. make a wrong decision to, to move to a big club, you know. Um, and and he was he was down there and he wasn't getting anywhere. And that's why he ended up with us. So, you know, he'll not be quick to to jump ship for for somebody waving you know a little bit more money under his nose. I wouldn't imagine. Um, you know, but as with any job, these guys have got to make sure whatever contract has been offered is right for them. You know, and 
you can't really blame players for for holding out no. and to see what comes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's nice to think that maybe some of these guys will show a bit of loyalty, sign a contract. You know, if they're good, they're going. The offer's going to come in for them anyway, and the club are going to get a bit. But you know, it's like asking them to tie their shoelaces together when it comes to contract negotiations at the end of the season, and that's not fair to ask of them either. So, yeah, you know, I'm confident we'll keep the squad together in January. Um, you know, and we'll see this out to the, to the end of the season and we'll get to see exactly what this team can do. Well, let's hope so. Time's getting the better of us, but uh, let's move on now to um, well, something that happens at the end, at the start of the month, but looks back at the previous month. It's the Manager of the Month and Player of the Month awards, a young player of the month as well. Um, Jack, I'd be shocked if Terry Butcher doesn't get Manager of the Month. Um, we saw Aberdeen, I think, all three back in October. Um Perhaps a Cali Thistle double for uh, the month of November. As much as I'd like to, I genuinely don't. I don't believe you'll get. It, to be honest, like, I, I, I think like Pat Fenlon or something like that will get. I just seem to think that's how. I think Billy Mackay will probably get Player of the Month. He deserves it after what after performance he's put in. But I think sometimes the Manager of the Month award has been a bit of a well, sometimes gone against us, is it not? It's been a bit of a curse sometimes. I some think, of the performances. I think Terry's, won it, after. Terry's won it twice before, but I think yeah, the curse is something that I think managers are keen to almost avoid the award because they know that they're there to be shot at. And I'm, I'll, I know Terry will want the recognition for the club, Davy. Uh, but uh, well, perhaps these players, you know, good to get them recognised on a, a kind of national scale as well. Aye, definitely. Um, I think we'd all go with Billy McKay for player of the month um, he's the most improved player mm-hmm. I, I think I've seen in a long long time um, this year um, Terry deserves it big time yeah I, 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 absolutely it deserves every minute the, the credit that he gets um, for for this the, the, this past while I, I disagree with Jack here I mean I think there is a tendency to give these awards to um, central belt um, candidates mm-hmm. um, but I think you can't look past the, the achievements of beating Celtic away Aberdeen away that will make a real difference to people in the central belt because that's the kind of result they sit up and take notice with um, yeah I think yeah Terry Terry Billy McKay um, young player I'd almost give that to Josh Meekins you know that I almost because he has been fantastic this this past month, mm-hmm. he's another young man who's who's really flourished this this past year, and uh, hey, I think these guys will do really really well for 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 Inverness for a long time to come if they want to stay here. Um, be even better if we land up in Europe next year. Eh? Get the passports out, guys. Uh, <laughs> Don, you know, uh, Jack, rightly so, maybe said it could go to a central belt manager because it is a central belt uh, group of journalists who. Who do uh, make the nominations? There's, I don't think there's a, there is any represent, representation from the north, uh, but who knows? It might be changing in the future because you know the the the, the geography of, of Scottish football is now is changing in the top flight. More clubs are, are kind of situated outside of of Glasgow. Yep. Um, Fenland is that another good shout as well? But I think Terry has to get in, and and I think Davy shout for Definitely. Josh Meekings as young player is up there as well. Yeah, I agree hundred percent with Davy. You know. Um, you know, Terry's got to be. I mean, it doesn't matter where you're located. If you if you don't know what we did against Celtic and against Aberdeen, um, you know, and the fact that we've had these young lads representing us internationally, I know it's a league trophy, but yep. I mean, all these things have to be taken into consideration. See what we're achieving right now, and if Terry doesn't get recognition for that, then 
I don't know what he has to do. I mean, maybe when we, when we win the league, they might give us him that <laughs> month. Um, you know, but yeah, You're probably not wrong there either. No, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, Terry's got to. He's he's got to be. You know, in with the biggest shout for manager of the month, Billy Mackay. You can't look beyond. Um, you know, he's just. I was lost count. What was it? What's the goals goal tally? Is that ten now or something? Ten, ten know? for the season. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was four Jack, in a week. Yeah, Jack said that. Uh, yeah. yeah, four in a week, and he scored three. Yeah, last season. I yeah. mean, even that as a start, you, you know, know, it's and and quite something. You know, I was going to say if David had Josh Meekins. Um I think the only problem with Josh Meekins, I think some people forget how how young he actually is. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, he, he doesn't instantly jump in your head as somebody you would give a young player a word to. But you know. He's got to be in with a shout. I mean, he's been absolutely solid the whole month. Um, you know, so, yeah, I think, you know, why why can't we do the treble? And we could deservedly do the treble in the awards. Excellent stuff. Thanks very much to Jack, Davey and Don once more. That's us out of time for this week's Cali Thistle Fan Zone on MFR. No live commentary this weekend. We are live, though. Live updates from Cali Thistle versus Hibernian on Saturday on MFR 2 Super Scoreboard from 2.30. And then next week we're at Tanadice for live commentary of Dundee United versus Cali Thistle. I'll play you out with former Cali Thistle skipper Mike Noble. Why not? Going crazy at the 3 all draw. Up goes Josh Meekins. Richie Foran! Yeah! A big one! It's 3-3 in the Highland Derby! Incredible stuff! It's the Calithistle skipper, Richie Foran, who fires in the leveller! The Cali Thistle Fan Zone on MFR with Ian Ald. Listen again at mfr.co.uk slash Thistle. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Get more from the North's number one radio station at mfr.co.uk.